0: Hey everybody, this is another episode of Scraptitude, a solo pod. We're going to get into a little bit of John Jones and his recent endeavors. Some talk about Paddy the Batty, Kevin Holland and his abrupt loss, uh, Macy Barber and Aspen Ladd in their future aspirations, Algernon Sterling, the announcement of Dustin <clears throat> Poirier versus Charles Oliveira, a little bit of that Triple C versus Alexander Volkanovsky talk, and a look at the Dan Hooker and Islam Makachev fight. Thanks for tuning in. Scrap, Scrap, right. i mean, I'm fierce, I'm mad, I'm rude, I got that pro fighter attitude I'm in the octagon with the podcast on, let's talk about it on Scrap the tooth You know I've been the best, grab my belt and begin to flex, so wild I might hit the rep We got the winner's circle segments and the two on five takeaways with Tim and Jeff, so just kick back, grab a brew, it's fight night, so you know what we have to do Whether a power punch or a grapple move, you know we got you covered on Scrap the tooth, So just kick back, grab a brew, it's fight night, so you know what we have to do Whether a power punch or a grapple move, you know we got you covered on Scrap the tooth Yeah, Scrap, Scrap Scrap, 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 yeah. Scrap, 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 Fight! Hello, hello, hello. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the greatest podcast to ever grace those ears. Scraptitude. Now. We got a special one today. It's just me. You know what I mean? Solo, man of the people, Jeffrey Aikens, coming at you. It's a not so beautiful day in Philadelphia, but that's neither here nor there. I got some bullshit to spit, so let me get right into it with, you know, the big story I think on everybody's mind. John Jones is drunk as fuck. This man was in Las Vegas for literally less than half a day. Hold on. Hold on. I I can't speak on this man's libations without having my own. Let me give me a second. That's better. Where was I? Oh, yeah. John Jones. Drunk as fuck beating his wife terrorizing his kids and generally being a menace to society what's new you ask well this is the first time we've really seen it spill over like this and i gotta say it does not look good it does not look good our man has been uh letting himself down consistently and i don't know if we can continue to support him in all these ridiculous endeavors i mean you read the police report. The man was uh smashing his head so hard into the police car dented the hood. The man is chipping chipping the paint off. John, two hundred sixty-five. John Jones is a menace. I thought this man had demons, but someone on Twitter put it better. That nigga is the demon. <laughs> Let's move on. This this is gonna be clear and concise haterade, folks. So you might as well just enjoy it while you can next up is uh, uh, on the the hate scale (laughs) we got our man Patty the fatty and uh, I mean of course you all call him Patty the Batty, but we just need to clear this up I've never seen a man be able to stay consistent in the fight game ballooning up like he seems to between his between his bouts they were comparing this man to... Uh, who are they comparing him to? off family guy? Chris? Chris Griffin? Come on. Chris Griffin, a cage fighter. We've seen this before. And it doesn't just belong in mixed martial arts. We've seen it in other places. Fighters need discipline. And without, that, and without that discipline, you can tend to fall apart. Not good. Patty already had some struggles in his first fight. I don't want to see him... Uh, exacerbate these by not coming in on fight shape, and if this man ever complains about a weight cut, we'll know why. But that's not to say all is bad. You know, Patty seems to understand his body. You know, he's still young, but he, he comes in in shape. He seems to have the he seems to be able to fight as long as he needs to. We haven't seen him really taken into these deep waters because he's only had his one fight in the UFC. But people are excited. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. With that said, however, I am expecting a lot out of Patty the Fatty. Let's hope that uh, the weights of his accomplishments can uh, measure up to the weight of his cheeseburgers and bellies and uh, large fry with a shake. Oh... I won't rip on Patty for too long. I know he's you guys' favorite. We can move on. You know, like I said, quick, concise, these are just (sniffs) rapid-fire hate-a-raid. Hold on. Back to the libations. (sighs) Next up. This is a man who finds himself in an odd position. And this isn't the first time. Kevin Holland. This man was knocked out, choked out, all along and within the realm of, I'd say, about two and a half minutes. <clears throat> now, we can sit here and talk about how Doc House was robbed, how he should be given this as a W, and that the no contest doesn't really have a merit. But I, I disagree. And I've seen some of, you, some of you bums on that Twitter net bird app. Talking about some If this fight was a no contest Conor McGregor's fight versus Dustin Poirier Should be a no contest Get the fuck out of here You sound fucking stupid You sound like You sound like You're too ready to put this man's balls in your mouth Without realizing what's actually happening So let me break it down for you Conor McGregor Snapped his ankle He snapped his ankle Throwing it with reckless abandon at Dustin Poirier. Dustin, being the seasoned mixed martial artist that he is, fantastic hair, mind you, was able to check these kicks. There was no check. There was no check. Shut up. Connor's brittle bones, riddled with cocaine holes, couldn't stand up to the power of righteous technique. And they crumbled. Disintegrated to dust before our very eyes We look at Kevin Holland This man was the victim Of an unintentional Illegal technique Within the mixed martial arts Unified rule set I am talking about the headbutt This move does not have A place within martial arts Legally Which means that The result of the fight coming from this illegal maneuver cannot be considered righteous. And we do not let unrighteous endings mar our beautiful records now, do we? No, we do not. We know better than that. Kevin Holland knows better than that. Dana White knows better than that. Doc House, Philly Represent, knows better than that. So, they're going to run it back little over a month. I think it's a good move. We need to see what's really going on. My man deserves a shot to break into the top 15. Kevin Holland needs to stay busy. He likes to cut checks. Speaking of cutting checks. Kevin Holland was busy talking about fighter pay. About how some of y'all need to stop acting like y'all got this shit so bad. And you start recognizing the opportunity that has been placed in front of you. Now I can see both sides. You know. Kevin Holland, young man, righteous out here, trying to earn his way to the top. He knows there's only one way there, and that's through the bodies. Bravado aside, he recognizes what his job is, and his job is to fight. And fight that man does. He may not come up on top every time, but he understands that he needs to get his ass into the ring. And when he is in that ring, Octagon, mind you, I'm sorry. There's a, there's a saying we have out here. That's where the bread's at. And Kevin Holland is where the bread's at. And where the bread's at is in the octagon. Not on the sideline complaining. You know what it is. Short. Concise. We're him with it. Next up. Ooh, this my favorite part. Ooh, this my favorite part. More libations on the way. Fuck Macy Barber. Aspen Lad is too fat for the weight class. That was not me engaging in too many libations. I forgetting who I'm talking about. I'm talking about both of them. Both of these ladies occupy a special place on my list. Someone called it their shit list. Now I'm going to keep it a beam. We got to spit it real again. These bitches are out of pocket. They need to fight each other for top fraud in the UFC. It's just, it is what it is. It's, it is what it is. You want to sit here and talk to me about Macy Barber, the future? This girl was hyping herself up, supposed to be the, the new youngest champion in the UFC. And this girl is 1-2, should be 0-3. Oh and, and she has the audacity to come up to the girl, Modaffer D, who beat that ass just last week. It wasn't last week, but you know what I'm saying. Aspen Lab, this girl got the goddamn Got the goddamn nerves to sign that dotted line knowing she got twelve fucking cheeseburgers in her goddamn pocket. Are you serious? Like are you serious? We're supposed to be these people are supposed to be professionals. And just imagine just imagine. Floyd Mayweather comes up to the scene, misses Wade again and again. And I'm not saying Aspen Ladd is a Floyd Mayweather. I'm just saying they're both professionals. Let's move it back a little bit then. Let's drop 25 rungs down. If your man Otto Whalen, the boxer, was coming in missing weight. Every boxing match, that's not professional. I don't know how anyone can want to sign on the dotted line against Macy Barber. I'm sorry. No, I'm right. Macy Barber or Aspen Ladd again. Aspen Lad has proven that not only can she not make it to a, to a fight, she can't even make it to the scale without fucking collapsing. Jesus Christ, what the fuck? Who the hell t- is with this girl, and every goddamn time she gets on the fucking scale, she looks like she's about to fucking die, bro. Like, who is this? Like, who who is the person that's picking this girl up in the day and be like, yeah, you look good, you look good? This bitch is barely walking, they probably wieldering on in a goddamn wheelchair. It's fucking disgusting. Both of them. Both of them. Aspen Lad, she may just not have the right people around her. But I don't I don't I don't like how she acts. She's sitting here trying to play some some light shade to her opponent for not taking the fight with Thicky Lad. Just because. Your opponent doesn't want to allow you Disadvantage Some would call it disadvantage I don't believe fighters who come in heavy Have a good, uh, good record Against their opponents But that's neither here nor there Her opponent should not even be in that position Because her opponent Like a professional Made weight Mm-mm-mm. And I heard some of y'all out here Making excuses Mm-mm. So you know what Macy Barber, get off, get your Twitter fingers off that goddamn cell phone. Get your ass back in the gym. Stop fighting fucking Casper every time you get in the goddamn octagon. And maybe, just maybe, we can put some respect to your name. But you need to run it back with Miranda Miranda Maverick. Because she beat that ass. And we all know it. Like I said, quick, concise. We keeping it going. next up just for all you weirdos out there that don't understand what i'm saying about being professional aljamain sterling should in no way shape or form be stripped of his title absolutely not my man won this title fair and square off of an illegal blow committed by the former champion That is no fault of his own, and he is under no obligation to continue the match regardless of how we feel behind the television. Regardless of how Petty Jan feels on the other side of that cage, realizing he just threw away everything that he held dear just because he didn't want to fucking listen. Y'all got too much leeway for these kids, and I'm going to tell you right now, they're supposed to be professionals. And I'm going to tell you right now, as a professional, you should not be making these amateur mistakes. Aljamain Sterling has every right to nurse his injury. He has every right to say that he will not be able to fight in this rushed uh, this rushed date. Put out by Dana White and company. And I'm sure he told Petrion, yes. Aljo said, yes, you got the fight. Start talking about it. And I bet you he didn't even fucking talk to Aljamain Sterling. After he, Aljamain told them that he would not be ready for that date. Because of his previous injury and surgery. But here y'all are. Here y'all are. Again. Sucking that fat red teat. Oh, Aljo's scared. Aljo's scared. Why would he sign the fight? And then why would he pull out? Look at yourself. Just take take a minute. Look at yourself. Look in the goddamn mirror. And you see, you see that red nose? That fucking clown makeup? That's you. Because you've fallen for it again why are you out here acting like Dane is not always trying to control the narrative stop that none of these men are afraid to get in there with one another pattyon has already fought aljamain sterling they have been locked in a cage together this man does not fear it again these men every day are out here getting after it and you think the thing holding them back is fear stop that now for some some fun some fun here So we got a new fantasy matchup. That's been tossing around on the the bird app a little bit. I'm talking of course about Triple C. Versus Volkanovski. For the 145 pound. UFC. Belt. Now I'm not going to sit here and say that. uh, Triple C has no chance. In fact I think of a, a lot of. Contenders to the belt, he has a very good chance. But we can't overlook Volkanovski. The man is coming into his own as not just a pitter-patter point fighter, but as a, a bona fide fight finisher. My man was taken to the edge, and I mean the edge. There are a few ways that you can be taken to the edge like you can in a submission. There's one thing to be on the edge of a punch, to be on the battered side, dig deep in between, in between your head, bouncing back, recognizing that, wow, my shit is getting fucked up more and more. But it's a whole nother thing to have a man taking the life from you. It's a whole, it's a whole nother thing. There's a whole another set of bodily reactions and primal instincts that are coming out. When a man has his arms wrapped around your throat. Volkanovsky showed us something that day. And I would be a fool and reminisce to not recognize it. And as would you. This is not something that Henry Triple C Sehudo can simply walk into and take. Alexander Volkanovsky has shown us that. This is one of the most interesting fights for the 145 pound title and I would say it definitely has a place. I don't know if we should allow him to skip the line because we have a lot of good fighters at featherweight but I will say this. If Henry Cejudo decides to come to 145 I feel as though he may be one of the few men who can do this impossible. Capture that third belt and that third weight class. It'll be a powerful motion. Legacy defining. We'll see what our man has in him. And we'll see if Big Red will let him get in there. Now we got some some fight announcements. This is a little bit of fun here. Dustin Poirier versus Charles Oliveira. Finally announced for that UFC Lightweight title. Now, when I first when I first uh, heard this announced, I th- I thought to myself, man, finally, Dustin's getting what it's due, you know? He's he got the money fight with Connor, he's finished him twice in a row, now he's coming for the gold. Charles Oliveira has been in the UFC a long, long time, has been through every up and down you can imagine. Here we are, tale of two, two true, true warriors, and I could not be more excited. But I don't think this fight is as much of a uh, foregone conclusion as some of us seem to think it is. Charles Oliveira is no joke. One of the things that we've seen from Dustin Poirier is his willingness to engage, bring the dog. And sometimes. Being the dog is not always the best decision. Sometimes you need to be a little more cerebral. And I don't think Dustin will have the will have the space to make the mistakes he made against someone like Dan Hooker. Dustin loves to let people get into the fight. The dog is in him for real and that dog loves a fight. And sometimes you just got to recognize you need to put these men away. You need to be efficient. And that's what I think we're going to see from Charles Oliveira. We're going to see a man on a mission. A man who has studied his opponent. Knows his habits. Picks up on his mistakes. Capitalizes on his missteps. This is a fight. Ladies and gentlemen. Anything can happen. But what I will say. Is that this is going to be. One of the best title fights we have seen in UFC history, and in a in a weight class that has been known to put out banger after banger, these men have a lot to live up to. And if there are any two people who can do it in 2021, 20, it is Dustin Poirier and Charles Oliveira. Oh, oh! Quick and concise, folks. What did I tell you? Oh, on to the next. Probably our last. Hooker versus Islam. I bet that's a fight that's gone down in history more times than we can count. Dan Hooker versus Islam Makachev. This is most likely considering Makachev's placement as this boogeyman of the lightweight division, a title eliminator fight. Dan Hooker poised, taking advantage of the short notice replacement to come in and spoil the party. And I think we would be foolish to not think of just how likely it could be for Dan Hooker to spoil the party. We've seen Makachev get chinned by a no name nothing burger who's not even in the UFC anymore. We can talk about how Islam Makachev is supposed to be this new Khabib, this Khabib 2.0. But he is not the heir apparent. He lacks the, uh, He likes that finer finesse that Khabib has. We've heard it from not just ourselves, but we've heard it from people that have fought, people that have trained with him. Islam is good, but he is not Khabib Nurmagomedov. So we need to stop acting like he is Khabib Nurmagomedov because he is not. This man has not proven himself in the ways that Khabib Nurmagomedov has. And for us to take the accomplishments that Khabib has and bestow them to Islam in some sort of weird, fantasy, ethereal transference is simply foolish. Don't play yourself, all right? Islam Magachev is the favorite, and rightfully should be. But that does not mean we write off Dan Hooker. I expect him to bring the fight and to bring a dog out of Islam Makachev that he may not know he has. We, I can expect Makachev to be that smothering force but we will see how well he handles the dynamic finisher that Dan Hooker can be and the violence that he's able to bring to the cage. It's going to be an exciting matchup with a fighter who tends to make things rather boring. And for that We're thankful. And with that. Concludes this solo episode of Scrap the Tube. Brought to you by the man of the people. That's right Jeffrey Akins. You know who it is. I'm here. To show you the light. Take a walk with me. And I'll show you. Just how fucking stupid. Stupid, You can be sometimes. <laughs> I'm playing, y'all. Enjoy yourselves. Thanks for listening. Follow Scraptitude at Scraptitude on Twitter. Follow us on YouTube. Catch us on the Instagram. Follow my mans, Tim Tim at Timothy E. Lewis. Follow me, Jeffrey Akins, at OR215. I'm a man of the people coming at you in your eardrums. Thank you once again for listening. We do this for y'all. We're doing it for the world. That's right. I'm out. Peace.